0: So, my friends, um, we are now at the end of our uh, Bread of Life interlude in our Year B readings. This is the last week. Now we mi- we missed last week because it was the assumption, um, but that we get now. This is the clement. This is the ending. This is uh, almost like the epilogue to the whole thing because now, um, after Jesus gives his teaching, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. We hear. the the people murmur about it. This this is a hard saying. Um, Who can accept it? And that there is a reality in the church that not everyone uh, will accept the gospel. And that when we preach the gospel, when we propose it, um, not everyone is going to accept that. Not everyone wants to hear it. Not everyone wants to know um, the gospel message. But uh, that we continue to proclaim the gospel. And Jesus knows this. Right, he sees this, um, that they're murmuring about this, and he just said, does this, does this shock you? Like it shocks you that I'm saying these things? My words are spirit and life. The words that I speak are spirit and life. It's not shocking that people won't accept the gospel. We shouldn't be shocked by that. When people don't want to accept the saving truth of the gospel, we shouldn't be shocked by that. We shouldn't be surprised. There's all kinds of people that are going to reject the gospel message. And the gospel is demanding. What we don't do in the face of this is change our teaching. What what we don't do is, you know what? People don't like this, so we're going to change it. We're going to water it down. We're going to talk around it. We're going to say, we don't really teach that anymore. We don't teach that anymore. No, that's not what Jesus does. He's very straight. Does it shock you? Does does this shock you? Um, Look, this is his saving message. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. And it goes with all the other teachings of the church. But he doesn't change the teaching, right? We hear a large number of those who are following him decided to walk away. And it's not like our Lord says, wait, stop. Like, I was, I was being figurative. I didn't really mean it. I, I guess you don't really have to do this. No, he, he lets them go. If people want to reject the gospel message, there's a reality in human freedom that Jesus lets them go. He's not going to force us to follow him. He's not a dictator who's going to make it that we are going to follow him whether we like it or not. St. John Paul II would say about the church's teaching, particularly the difficult moral teachings, The church always proposes and never imposes. We're not forcing people um, to follow uh, the Catholic church. We're not uh, in our teaching. We're not forcing them to follow. We're not imposing it. We don't want um, these types of things to be done against people's will. We are free people. And we respect the freedom of every individual. And we don't impose our moral teaching. On people, we propose it. Now, we propose it as this is true, this is good, you should follow this. There's gonna be bad consequences if you don't, even in this life or the next, but I can't force you. I can't force you to follow the church's teaching. My doctor could propose to me um, that smoking cigarettes is bad, right? And I have total freedom. I don't smoke cigarette. I've never smoked a cigarette a day in my life, right? Um, that I have total freedom, though, to say, okay, they, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do it anyway, um, or I could follow my doctor's advice, right? The doctor proposes, and I have the freedom to either follow that advice and have somewhat of healthy, uh, healthy lung capacity, or not follow it and potentially, potentially get lung cancer and die at a young age could go either way who knows right but my doctor proposes a truth and I as a free man have the ability to either follow that or not and so that is with the moral teaching of the church we propose our moral what my doctor shouldn't say is um okay well you don't want to quit smoking Uh, Oh, you know, fine, whatever. I guess you really could just keep doing whatever. It's not, that you're not going to have any negative effects to that, right? Let's change reality because you don't like it. That's not how I would want my doctor to work. It's definitely not how I want my God to work. That let's change, let's just say that reality isn't reality so we all feel good about ourselves. No, the church has a moral teaching. We believe in moral realism. There is good and there are good actions, and there is evil, there are evil actions. We believe in moral realism, and that if we want, and we believe in dogmatic realism. We teach that Jesus is God. We believe that God exists. Jesus is God. There are three persons one God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We believe in the sacraments, that real, original sin, which is real, is washed away in the waters of baptism, actually washed away. And above all, what we are focusing on in these weeks, we actually believe that bread and wine becomes the actual body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Savior Jesus Christ in the Mass, and that we receive our Lord in Holy Communion. And that, as a, as a um, result of that, if we are not in communion with Christ because we've broken that relationship through some grave sin that we don't, we don't receive communion until we've gone to confession. We believe, though, you don't go to confession. Um, I was always taught by my parents growing up. To say I'm sorry means I'm going to try to never do it again. So we don't go to confession unless we're really willing to give up the action, at least to try, or at least to try to give up our bad actions. We believe that all of these things are real. And while it could be controversial, while it could be that people don't like the church because of that, what we don't see Jesus doing in the gospel today is saying, oh, well, that's not going to be put. Po- Never mind. Like, let me see which way the wind is blowing and we'll set church policy based on that. That's absolutely not what our Lord. In fact, what do we see he does? He turns to the apostles, right? The first bishops. And he says, particularly uh, to them, to the 12, do you want to go too? <laughs> like you guys, do. You, you want to go with it? Do you want to leave as well? He gives total freedom. Do you want to leave too? This is what we got a little bit of Joshua in that first reading. That after they conquer the promised land, Joshua says to them, okay, decide who you're going to serve. But as for me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. But decide. Decide today. Do you want to actually serve? And then he says to them, like, you know, our God is a jealous God. You may not be able to serve him. You may not be able to keep the commandments, and we see they're they're not. But are you willing to try? We're not going to change the Ten Commandments because you can't keep them. But are you going to try? And are we going to call? Do we call sin sin? Right when we when we go against God's law, instead of justifying it and trying to change the law, we should say no. I I broke the law, and I'm sorry, and I'll I'll try to not do that again. But we don't change the law because I broke it. Um, rather, I should be continuing to try to change. My, my actions and my behavior. So that's what Jesus, Jesus says to the 12. You too. Are you, are you all leaving the 12? You want to go too? And they, I love, love Peter's response. And that could be us, right? No matter how bad we are at following the Catholic faith, at keeping the moral teachings of the church, no matter how bad we are at the whole thing, Lord, where else would I go? Like, where, where else would I go? You have the words of eternal life. I don't know, who, to whom else would I go? Where, there's nothing else out there. And so, even if we find ourselves, and we all, look, I go to confession every week. Like, every week I go to confession. Even if, at times, again, it's, we all have the ways that we need to struggle to grow in holiness. But, where, where else would I go? You have the words of, Jesus, you have the words of eternal life. You have the path to holiness, right? Again, you have it. Just because I'm not that good at following it sometimes, we don't, we don't change the medicine because I don't like its taste, right? Just help me be a little bit better about this. Help me be more courageous in following this path. That that's what Peter says, that, Master, to whom else would we go? Where, where are we going to go? Where else is there? And so we need to hear our Lord address this to us tonight. Um, do we, you know, many people have left the church. Many, many people have left the church in the last, particularly the last 20 years, Um, but over the last 40, 50 years, you know, many people have left. Um, I I can think even in my own extended family, how we'd all go to Mass together growing up, and how many uh, go to Mass today? You know, how many will be at Mass even today on a hurricane weekend, right? Okay, Um, but look, do you want to leave too? Enough people have left our Lord, and maybe, maybe they've never heard the truth of the faith. Again, for many of them, maybe it's not their fault. Maybe they've never actually heard what the Catholic Church teaches. Maybe they've been treated poorly. Any number of reasons. But our Lord gives us that same invitation. You know, do you, do you want to leave too? And I think it's good to hear that every now and again. As a priest, it's very good to hear that. You know, a number, very sadly, a number of my brother priests have left the priesthood. Um, not oh, Mercifully, only one or two from my classroom seminary. Um, but even what that's one or two too many. But every now and again, to hear the Lord say that you, do you want to leave too? And again, by God's grace, where else would I go? Lord, what else is there? Where where else would we go? You have the words of eternal life. And so we should say that each, we should hear our Lord address these words to us. In the midst of a world where people are leaving the church faster than maybe any other time uh, in recent history, um, in a time when people don't believe and are propagating ideologies of unbelief. In time when morality becomes, we just change the rules because we're not able to follow them. We should hear our Lord ask us every now and again in our prayer. You too, do you, do you want to leave too? And then we ask for that grace with St. Peter, and then staying with Peter, staying with the church, to say, where else would we go? Lord, to whom else would we go? You have the words of eternal life. So we ask our Lord for this grace to live faithful discipleship, um, that we may, faith, we may stay with Christ and always find, in his words, spirit and life, staying faithful to him um, even when we fail, so that in him and in his words we can find eternal life.